0: First of all, mommy wine culture is what I refer to when um, you see a lot of the target marketing right now that's directed specifically at moms drinking wine or needing wine to function as a parent. And um, you see it a lot on memes. Um, they're everywhere. Mommy needs wine. Um, Um, I saw a a little kid, baby onesie that said, I'm the reason my mom drinks wine, Um, stuff like that. The constant reinforcement that um, wine makes parenting easier or more manageable or um, moms need it to get through the day.
1: That was Celeste Yvonne, who was my guest this week on the Recover Yourself podcast. Hello, I'm Martin John. And today we're digging into mommy wine culture. Celeste will have two years sober in December, And for her, it's been a total exploration of herself. You will hear how, as she continues her journey, she is meeting herself for the first time. Well, we all know that alcohol helps us hide, but... And this is something that Celeste is learning right now, that just because you don't have alcohol doesn't mean you're not still trying to hide. Celeste is still in early sobriety, but she's been gathering wonderful nuggets of truth around recovering herself.
0: My kids... This is a very good analogy for what happens to your life when you have kids. Like, they take over... Every piece of your life. (laughs) And they took over my office.
1: With a trampoline, though, that's the thing. That is, that's, that's, um, that's pretty ballsy. Just like, oh yeah, your office, trampoline.
0: Yeah, well, it was the only room in the house that could fit (laughs) a trampoline in. it didn't really feel like having a trampoline in the living room, you know? Yeah. It kind of gets them out of the way. Um, Generally, they're not playing on the trampoline when I'm working, so...
1: (laughs) Generally. So win-win! Yeah. Um, Celeste, welcome. Fuck. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'm excited to, like, dive into this. Um, But first off, like, how much time do you have?
0: I have half an hour.
1: Half an hour. Um, Okay. I mean, how much time do you have sober. I'm like not drinking. Oh. Gotcha. hour <laughs> is just like, wow. I you, have been just... sober
0: for 30 minutes and it's been wonderful. <laughs> um, I will be, it'll be two years in December.
1: Two years in December. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to talk to you, because mostly I talk to people with long-term recovery is because right. we are definitely, um, like when we chatted, like I'm, I'm super excited uh, to talk about the wine mom culture, which... Um, you're, uh, uh, you're you're going to be the expert in, and um, I'm also excited about uh, the fact that when we started talking, you said, "Hey, all these things that you're talking about, are kind of where I'm at." And so I do wanna I wanna I wanna start with your uh, your ideas of wine mom culture now that you're sober, and how do you combat that, or how do you face that, or address it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's important for people to see, um, to see the mommy wine culture for uh, what it is and to see it from maybe the 30,000 foot level. Um, first of all, mommy wine culture is what I refer to when um, you see a lot of the target marketing right now that's directed specifically at moms drinking wine or needing wine to function as a parent. Um, You see it a lot on memes, Um, they're everywhere, mommy needs wine, Um, um, I saw a a little kid, baby onesie that said, I'm the reason my mom drinks wine, Um, stuff like that, the constant reinforcement that um, wine makes parenting easier or more manageable or um, moms need it to get through the day. Um, so that's can what I'm I ask going how
1: to. how is that a smart marketing strategy? <laughs> like I don't I don't I don't like like who would want their child to wear that? Like people and,
0: think it's funny. Um, it's supposed to be cutesy and um, and all that, but it's. Um, I just if you hop on Etsy, and I don't encourage you to do this, but if you go to Etsy, you can get um, uh, milestones. Their wine bottle milestones. So, baby's first steps, you get a bottle of wine. Um, baby's first temper tantrum, is a bottle of wine. It's like um, <laughs> it's like the first step milestones, but you the parent is being rewarded with wine bottles for oh. the child accomplishing each of these steps. It's, um, it's a huge business driver. Um, and for every time where I'm like, okay, maybe the jokes finally run its course. I see stuff like that. And I'm like, uh, (laughs) no, it's still going strong.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, um, what are some of the struggles that, that you're seeing with your community and the people that you're, that you're working with in terms of like saying no to that?
0: Yeah. So, um, I don't, First, just to give you a little background, I'm not a sober coach. Um, I don't work right. with people. I just tell my story. And people tell me it resonates or they tell me it don't. I, I think for the women that I and the men that I'm connected to, um, they do feel extreme pressure um, on a day-to-day basis because alcohol is part of everything we do now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very much in every single activity, every social event, Every holiday, um, so much of it revolves around alcohol that I think for a lot of people that I speak to, the struggle um, isn't so much deciding whether or not alcohol um, serves them. They know it doesn't. They know um, their body is tired, um, tired of it, and they want to step away from it. It's dealing with the pressure around them um, Mm -hmm. from everybody else who's drinking and everybody else um, who feels like it's so important um, to have that as part of the day to day that you just can't avoid it.
1: Right. Right. Since you've been avoiding it, what's something that you've been taking away little by little um, in your journey?
0: um, So, you know, I, I've learned so much. I feel like all the time, I'm constantly uh, working on myself and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what makes me tick. I mean, when you've been, um, drinking for as long as i have like 15 15 years of pretty consistent drinking um you do kind of wonder who you are without this substance um so that's been um an interesting almost experiment like what is a party without alcohol what is a concert without alcohol what's a holiday without alcohol what does this look like Um, what do my friendships look like? What does my marriage look like? I mean, all these things change, um, when you don't have this substance constantly involved in your life. And, um, it's been nice to have all these experiences without that, that crutch constantly by my side. Um, and to see that not only, um, do things go on, um, but they go on, um, better, more successfully. I found that I'm actually, much more funny when I'm sober than um, when I've got three drinks in me. I can actually remember events the next day. I mean, there's just, there's so many um, aspects that that do remind me why this was such an important decision for me to make, Um, and it reinforces why I do this. Um, But you do kind of undergo this really interesting transition where um, you have to relearn who you are.
1: Yeah. And in terms of that, like what were some of the things you thought you were that you are no longer?
0: Um, I I think for a while I thought I was a, a party girl. Like um, I liked to, to go out and um, hang out with people and do things. And um, I thought I was kind of an extrovert. Um, and without alcohol – I realized most of the time, the social gatherings, the most exciting component was the alcohol. And I looked forward to parties and whatnot because it meant I could drink uninhibited. It meant that um, I could drink to excess and nobody thought much of it because, well, it's a party. You know, birthdays are your typical, like you're allowed to, you you get a drunk pass because it's your birthday. And um, I love that. I love having an excuse to um, get raging drunk and not to feel completely guilty about it the next day.
1: Not completely um, guilty. Um, <laughs> so I'm, um, I'm hearing quite a sense of loss. Um, what, what is that? Can you speak to that at all? Like, like are, are, what are you experiencing when you see that you were living a life that, you, that wasn't honest? For you,
0: you know, I think the person i I am behind this um this mask um, that I've been wearing all this time is a lot more introspective um, she um, is a lot more thoughtful, she is certainly a lot nicer um, there's a lot more layers involved um, and I'm grateful for her behind. Um, this mask I was wearing for so many years of who I thought I was. And it's, it's actually a beautiful thing. Um, it's something I was afraid of um, for a while because I didn't know what she was going to look like. And I thought I needed alcohol to truly be myself. And it turns out it was the opposite. Um, I'm more than myself now than I've ever been.
1: Absolutely. One of the big things, like, uh, one of the big stories that you hear in the rooms in in AA and, and, and with addicts and stuff is like, when people come in, they're like, who am I going to be without this? This is who I am. This is how I define myself, you know? And so like, you know, I'm I'm sure if we went into your story, we would, we would hear all of the same things, you know, that, that we hear in the rooms and other things like that, where it's like, who am I now?
0: Right.
1: Um, and, and that's a big question. And, and the one thing that kind of like tipped my hand in terms of in terms of recovery was someone said so w- I was asking, well, who am I going to be without this? And I was just like, you're going to be yourself. Like that is exactly who you're not right now.
0: Right. And for the first time, possibly. Right. And it's, it's not, and it's something that sounds scary. But when you actually get to know yourself and who you really are, it's wonderful. And it's really a breath of fresh air.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you know what was underneath or do you know what you're dealing with now or what's, what's been coming up in terms of like your, your knowing yourself? Like now that you know yourself, there's some shit there that you've probably been running from, right? Like, like what, what, like what's, what's coming up?
0: Well, you know, I don't know exactly what's coming up um, I know um, I'm finally feeling feelings that I have not let myself feel for a long time yeah. um, I've been recently struggling with some pretty dark depression um, and it's um, following the the passing of my dad in June and um, mm. then some, some struggles I've been having with um, my kids uh, more recently and it's been intense um, and it's really hard to not um, have something to hide, to hide um, like I would eat with alcohol in the past. Um, Cause you do want to hide from these bigger feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we try to self medicate with alcohol and drugs, but um, when we really dig deep and let the feelings come, I found that I am much more successful in overcoming the darkness and the depression at a faster rate than I would if I was hiding from it or masking it or numbing it. So um, that's something that I've been experiencing more recently. Um, but it's intense. I mean, feeling the real feelings can get intense. You know, when you quit drinking, your, your problems don't go away, they just look and they feel different and you treat it differently. And um, for me, it's been trying to figure out how I, I deal with this now and what it looks like and what it feels like and not to be afraid of those darker feelings, but just learn how to work through them in a healthy way.
1: Would you say you were addicted to alcohol?
0: Yeah, I, I mean,
1: I mean, I, 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 I just want to make sure that we're all, Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah I think at the time I, I had all these little rules I put for myself mm-hmm. that assured me that I wasn't addicted because mm-hmm. I never drank before 5 p.m. <laughs> I didn't drink every day. Like I had all these things like because yeah. my father was a hardcore alcoholic and I knew like that's what addiction looks like. And since I don't look like that, um, I'm in good shape. Um but looking back on it now, like I can see that I was just playing this game to fool myself Damn. and to just enable myself further um, but I mean alcohol is an addictive substance i mean well, yeah, yeah. The, it's it 's meant to hook us I mean yeah. looking back on <laughs> it now, you know, I think we we get so ingrained in being like oh, you struggled with alcohol addiction. Well, nobody ever says you s- struggled with smoking addiction. Like, cigarettes are addictive. Like, right. they're meant to hook you. And alcohol the same way. I, um, I wish I could have given myself a little more credit. Like, it's not that this isn't a character flaw. This is what sub- this substance is meant to do. And um, now um, I, I've given myself a lot more grace and yeah. to be like, you know, this is why I don't drink, because it's addictive, not because there's something innately wrong with me. Um, it's because I have one glass of wine, but I want four, you know, right. and that's that's where this, the problem starts. So mm. I choose.
1: <laughs> right. No. Yeah. I mean, and, and what you found on the other side of sobriety is something you want to keep. You know, like, that's the thing, right? Like, that's what, that's what we all, like, that's, that's how long-term sobriety kind of comes about. We find what we're moving towards. Again, like, there is this recovering from this thing, but it's like, what are we recovering to? And this is why I talk about recovering yourself, because who are you? Like, who were you before? Who are you now? Which is better? Roll the dice, right? Like, like, we're good. Um, Have you come across... A version of you over the last two years that said or did something that shocked you into being like, I would have never said or done that two years ago?
0: I think me being open and honest about um, my struggles with alcohol has completely shocked me. Like the fact that I went a whole year without being open about it um, to my followers um, on my writer's page. And I kept it very secret. Um, There was a lot of shame going on there, a lot of confusion, a lot of um, curiosity about where this was even going. Was I taking a break, or was this the real deal? Um, I did not even open up about it until I was one year sober. Um, Mm. And when I hit my one year sobriety um, anniversary, I I kind of fessed up. And I'm like, hey, I just want to let you guys know that this is I've been one year alcohol-free, I feel better than I've ever been, and for the first time in my life, I can safely say I never want to drink again, and when I wrote it, um, I was very proud of myself, but I also had no idea um, what this was going to look like, because this wasn't what I normally wrote about. Normally, I just wrote about parenting, I wrote about um, anxiety, I wrote about the mental load for moms. This was the first time I wrote about something as serious as addiction. And um, the response I got back was overwhelmingly supportive to the point where people were just like, tell me more, tell me more. And now um, it's almost all I write about. I mean, I, it's – and I just can't believe the tr- transformation that's happened in just one year time where um, I, it was where it's something that I kept very close to my chest and I did not want – to be public about now has become part of my identity and something I'm proud of. And that shocked me because when I was really in the, the throes of addiction, I wanted nobody to know about how much I was drinking because that was a very secret topic. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I mean, you know, part of the addiction was keeping that secret and hiding um, how much of that consumed me on a daily basis. So Uh, For me to be so bluntly honest um, has been surprising more to me than to anybody. But the amount of freedom you get from um, sharing those secrets um, and um, taking that power back um, has been um, a blessing, a blessing for me for sure.
1: In terms of your changing your focus on what addiction is and 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 how it affects you and 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 how you run to your pacifiers, like whatever those are in your life to deal with you know like these feelings that are now coming up um, what are some other things in your life currently that are presenting themselves that might raise red flags in terms of in terms of them being addictive for you
0: I mean, I struggle with um shopping too much. I mm. definitely get a little endorphin rush that's absolutely something I want to work on yeah. um, because obviously that's just putting a band aid on things and in the long run it's making things worse i mean you all i mean we've all felt that once the package actually arrives, you're like. It's like a womp womp, you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is. on
0: to the next thing. Um, so it it comes and goes so quickly. But I definitely feel um, I mean, I can get a, a pretty good sense for um what when that need inside of me kind of arises where I feel like I'm trying to get something um out of an unhealthy situation. Um right. and I, you know, that I think as humans, that's just something we always need to be careful about. And, you know, like yesterday, I had one of my kids' Starbursts, and I was like, I need 10 more of those. You know, like, it's just this such a simple thing where it's like, oh my God, you're like, your brain just gets triggered where you're like, I cannot have there's not enough in the world that could satisfy me. Like I need more and more and more. And that's, I mean, it's scary how quickly our brains can um, just that light switch and, Mm -hmm. you know, sugar, sugar will do that to you.
1: That's, that's a huge drug that we don't talk about very much.
0: (laughs) And it's everywhere.
1: Yeah. And it's addictive. It is, it is, it is, it's insidious. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Sugar, man, it is everywhere. So as you look forward, what do you see yourself tackling over the next couple of years now that you're in a space of thinking a little more clearly and not, not being controlled by this? Like, like now that you're starting to see who you are, what are some things that you're just really like looking forward to, um, being?
0: Um, I am excited about, um, expanding my, my, my writing, Mm -hmm. um, I have been a marketing professional for 15 years, and for the first time in my life, I've actually found something I'm passionate about in my writing um, and that I'm successful in. So um, I am looking to get a book published within the next year or two. And that's going to be a big focus for me, and then marketing that book. Um, it's exciting. I mean, I'm 40 years old, so for me to find a passion at, I was about, I think, 36 when I started writing writing. Um, that was, I mean, that was a real, uh, game changer for me because for much of my life, I kind of felt like I was going through the motions and I think alcohol, you know, helps with that because it numbs you out to what things you're really passionate about too. Um, but now, um, that I found something that I, I really feel like I thrive in and I'm passionate about, I'm looking forward to starting that journey and seeing where that takes me. So Um, The next couple of years, that's going to be a big part of my focus. And um, um, I'm also going to be um, working on, you know, some of my anxiety and depression issues that um, I've been experiencing my whole life, but I've never really dealt with. Mm. Um, so that's something, um, I'm looking forward to too. And yeah, we'll just see how it goes. Well,
1: know. that's wonderful. I mean, just like, just like for someone to say, like, I'm looking forward to like tackling my own like shit, right? Like I'm looking forward yeah. to tackling. For the first my time. Own... Right. I'm 40 years old and this
0: is the first time I've ever been like, let's just deal with this. Let's figure this out and let's figure out what works instead of trying to numb it away.
1: Mm-hmm yeah with with, and 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 then being aware of like other things in your life that will aid you in numbing that right like shopping or food Mm -hmm. or sugar or whatever right once you start to recognize all the places where you pacify yourself because you can't handle who you are it makes you just take pause and say well who am i because that's all there is
0: and that's I mean, what a surprisingly fun part of this journey is really getting to know ourselves better and who we really are.
1: Absolutely. So, last, thank you so much for your time. And, you know, like, again, this 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 venue is normally for, like I said, people in long-term recovery, but like what you have to offer is so beautiful and what you're going through, especially because you're going through it right now. Um, it's, it's poignant and I'm really glad that we got to, we got to talk about it pretty openly.
0: I mean, I think it's so easy for us to let the hard times pass and wait till we've gotten over the hump to start talking about, you know, my big bout with depression, but um, I think it's also really healthy for us to talk about that journey when you're in the middle of it. And um, that's something I've been really working on with this depression that I'm currently um, I'm starting to get over the hill on. But um, I'm really just journaling it. I'm not trying to hide from the feelings. I'm just trying to figure out what they really are and what they feel like. Um, so hopefully at the end of this, I have a better sense of what's going to help me overcome it in the future.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. This is
1: great. I want to thank Celeste for taking the time to share with us her journey and thoughts on a culture that she's leaving behind. You can follow Celeste on Instagram at The Ultimate Mom Challenge or her website, theultimatemomchallenge.com. Get more information and links to everything Celeste is doing in the description below. Please consider supporting this podcast by rating and reviewing it on your favorite podcast app. Send me a screenshot and you'll be entered to win a Recover Yourself portrait session with me. Thank you again for listening to the Recover Yourself podcast. And until next time, keep recovering yourself.